cripes. Where are all the Yikes. buttons on this thing? Jeez. Okay, where... Okay, ready? One, two... There it is! Okay. <laughs> it has been a while, my friends. This is Ask an Atheist, 844-SKEPTIC, 844-753-7842. That is our toll-free voicemail number, toll-free nationwide, uh, possibly other places as well. I don't know how the phone system works anymore. Um, and yeah, it is me. This is a, this is, if you happen to be listening to us from one of the LPFM stations that broadcasts our show, this episode is not for broadcast. My name is Sam, and joining me is Becky. How are you? I am well, Sam. We are in the rubble of our makeshift studio, the first generation of Waveform Orchard, which is now just filled with junk in preparation for a lot of things that are happening right now. And also sort of like, you know, for all the daily briefing stuff that Becky's been doing uh, in uh, originally with me, but now sort of uh, on her own for the last few months. Uh, How's that been going? It's been going well. I was really enjoying having lots of interviews and conversations with really diverse individuals from across Tacoma. Then the school year started up and I had to, I think, do the bare minimum of just the briefings. But since then, it's been really good being able to stay on top of all of the updates and opportunities and resources that are available to the community. Uh, oh, God, you pandemic. sound like a teacher. Stop it. <laughs> Funny that, Sam. <laughs> yeah. And joining us remotely is a fan favorite. How are you doing around, John? I am doing fantastic. It's great to be back on the show. Cool. How are, how are things in your neck of the woods? How are you surviving this most boring of apox- apocalypse? What, what is the plural of apocalypses? <laughs> I think Apoca- it's apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. No. <laughs> I, I well no because 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 that was quite bad. It was um, very bad. Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, actually, I like that because it's endless, and we have no and and we have no idea what comes next, which is literally what that. You know what? You're onto something. I'm stealing that. That's perfect. Um, yeah, uh, uh, up here in uh, Seattle, uh, as you may know from uh, reading the news, the entire city has burned to the ground. Yeah, um, and, uh, uh, and 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 our police uh, are now being forced to simply hide in their basements and do nothing but what you're supposed to do in Seattle, which is brew beer. Right. Um, but other than that, it's been great. Uh, uh, yeah, we we are a self uh, we're a self organizing. Um, uh, autonomous commune uh, we take it in turns as a sort of to act as a sort of executive officer of the week yeah um, you've gotten but, uh, you've gotten rid of uh, uh of all concepts of authority and the concept of civil rule and ha- have completely replaced it with literary theory correct that's that's what i've heard absolutely in fact uh, uh uh the university of washington critical theory department now is taking the place of the city council uh okay. so apart from uh the entire city government uh the entire county government uh the state representation from the state government and of course the massive federal infrastructure that supports the uh military bases all over the pacific northwest um everything is different yeah everything is completely different apart and- from apart from everything else that has not changed everything right. is different and i can't go into king county at all because i've never known how to pronounce that focalt focal focal <laughs> i've never known how to pronounce his name i've only read it so and, I, and, and you get to the first name and then you get to the last name and then you realize that his first name is like 
Michael? 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 Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 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 uh, in news of the real, uh, uh, it's it's actually um, we're starting to find the the silver linings in this. So we're uh, obviously my my wife and our kids are here. Uh, our uh, one kid is now at the University of Washington, being uh, very responsible as one of the many responsible kids living in the dorms. Yeah. Uh, following the following the rules, uh, as opposed to the kids in the frats that are kind of challenged to be able to fi- follow those rules. Frats don't lend themselves to social distancing, so we shouldn't necessarily chalk it all up to frat kids being dumb. But it is really hard to. Uh, it, but but there's probably a certain amount of that. But uh, all three of us work from like my daughter and my wife and I all get up, get ready, have breakfast, get and then walk to our respective camera and headphone uh festooned computers and go to work uh my (laughs) i go to work at amazon my wife goes to work at amazon and my uh daughter goes to work at mcclure middle school as an eighth grader but it is the same gig uh we see each other we see each other around noon we all get together and have lunch uh and then we go back to our virtual lives um it's 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 weird but on the other hand i haven't seen my family this much in a long time and it turns out to pretty cool people which is a good thing because it would be terrible if i didn't like my family because then i'd be trapped with them this would be the worst time to discover that wouldn't it (laughs) exactly yeah exactly it's been it's been it's uh it's uh it's it's different uh but I think part of it is real is being able to find those positive elements because it's not like it's going to go away for a while. No, we're 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 this is where we are for the next little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've enjoyed the lack of commute, so the sleeping in oh, yeah. half an hour longer. Um, I have heard that from the students that I interact with, the young people that I interact with, that one of the good things is that they actually are getting more sleep. And initial studies, at least in the initial surveys, at least in the spring during all the school closures, were finding that nationwide teenagers were actually getting about 48 more minutes of sleep per night during school closures than when schools in person were in session. So that's a thing. Wow. And teenagers getting sleep has long been a... a uh talking point or rather a Mm -hmm. concern point for the both of you as far as Mm -hmm. uh, high school education goes yeah oh for sure right yeah um well for me i've been i have not been staying at home for the last little bit i've been uh i've been here for most of the time but now i'm also doing a build out for ktqa we're building the studio that will finally replace this one as a live studio for a radio station and then we'll be doing uh once that's up i mean we're moving there um, I'll talk a little bit about that more later, but, uh, Becky got me the greatest nothing, uh, like happy regular day gift that I've received in quite some time the other day. And so I thought I'd tell you guys about that. Um, she got me a Super Mario, uh, li- like one of those blind bags for Lego. So she got me a, a Super, uh, a Super Mario Lego blind bag. And then she got me a tin of mints uh, in in the shape of a Ouija board with, like, the Ouija board stuff on it. So so Becky got me a Mario and a Ouija. <laughs> that was an amazing setup. I love that. <laughs> it, 
was an amazing setup because it was all my brain power, and I'm really bad at those jokes. And I was just really the, pleased the, with myself. The greatest thing about it is I was in the middle of doing whatever the heck it is I do. Uh, when she brings it to me, and she brings, she shows me these gifts, and I'm looking at, it and I'm like, those are really cool. I can't wait to see what you know what I have in the in, in the the in the Mario bag and I you know maybe my breath does stink right now so maybe I could use some mints but I always I always use those tins those tins are super useful I use them in projects all the time and then Becky looked like she's waiting for me to have a reaction I'm just like oh thank you so much for the gift and she's like can you not see is it not obvious to you? And she just holds them both up and goes, Super Mario. Oh, Ouija, God, oh my God. Ah, yeah. I am such a, I'm such a jackass. <laughs> so it was, That's a, awesome. it was a pun that I completely missed. And uh, com- not only completely missed, but also appreciated. So, because uh, it was, it was, it's all in the execution, everybody. It's just the execution. In that some people who tell puns need to be executed. Anyway, <laughs> on Friday morning, Donald Trump retweeted a link from the satirical site The Babylon Bee with commentary that suggested he did not grasp that the headline represented satire. The headline claimed that Twitter shuts down entire network to slow spread of negative Biden news, to which Tom- Trump commented in apparent amazement that this has never been done in history and questioned why Twitter was doing this. The piece contains supposed details of the event that included CEO Jack Dorsey breaking an emergency glass box to access a sledgehammer for smashing Twitter's servers in case of bad publicity for Democrats. The Babylon Bee, which frequently publishes over-the-top satire from the perspective of a highly religious and conservative nature, proudly tweeted that President Trump declares Babylon Bee his most trusted news source. Got no argument with Babylon B at that moment. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. It, I, I I love this story in part because the way that he decided to comment about this was on Twitter. Yeah. And so he used Twitter in order to talk about how Twitter was shut down and that Twitter had never been shut down before on Twitter. Yeah. And those kinds of meta access jokes have always been something that have been near and dear to my heart <laughs> ever since I was in college. <laughs> and there was a message on our uh, on our uh, uh, our Unix system that said, if you were having trouble logging in, you should send an email. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> and at the time, the only way to send an email was to log in. Right. It was the best. The instructions for opening the box are safely contained inside the box. I, <laughs> as, as somebody who worked tech support for a bunch of years, I my favorite was always getting the opposite, was an email on the tech support email box saying, help me, I can't access my internet. <laughs> from their from the, the the email address we provide them with, which they can't access without internet access. And, and of course they're kids, so you can't tell them you're soaking in it, Marge. Yeah. Yeah, we you know it's the self closing ticket, my favorite. <laughs> it does remind me of those ads in the movie theaters before your movie actually starts. There were a bunch in uh when I was in high school that were sponsored by a local optometrist or ophthalmologist or optician. <laughs> And it was like, do you come here for glasses? And it's like, if you need glasses, you're not going to be able to read the advertisement. (laughs) Is the advertisement not having trouble reading this? Come see us. I mean, that's called a taunting, but I guess it would be effective advertising. I suppose. Right. Yeah. But you better come with it. It better come with a really snappy jingle for the number. (laughs) 
I just do like Back to Babylon B. That Babylon B is the most trusted news source for Donald Trump because I, I completely believe it. He yeah. doesn't trust mm-hmm. any other headlines. He only trusts satire. He it, it's continual opposite day for Trump. You know that's fake news. This is real. Well, I can even as as someone who is a technologist, I can say having to shut down an entire pl- messaging platform because somebody sent something. Somebody with power sent something that was stupid is something that happens on a daily basis. I've had to shut it down entire email clusters because the CEO of the corporation fat-fingered something and and, and mailed his his flowers for his mistress to the entire corporation. Like, this is a thing that happens. Or a, or a, or a reply-all storm that's kicked off on an enti- in an entire email and enterprise email infrastructure. Yep. I was thing. I was expected to just absorb rep- reply all storms like that was just that's just a thing that's going to happen you have to live with it commercial real estate is freaking weird um <laughs> but uh but was there a glass box that you would smash with the sledgehammer that was inside the glass box no so that you could then sl- smash the servers and shut down anything that spoke against what i had was candidate. one of those old frankenstein style single pole double th- uh double throw switches uh, like the the big <laughs> switches, and it had a, right. sign, a sign over it said the internet switch. And so nice. whenever whenever anybody ever anybody ever called and said, "Hey, is the internet down?" You look at the switch. No, nope, internet's connected. It's on. Switch is thrown. Right. I wonder if like if it, it what was underneath the glass in this model in this in this mental model this picture that he had. I wonder if it it looked similar to like the internet from the television series The IT Crowd, where they <laughs> present their manager with "This is the internet." <laughs> <laughs> they give her they give her the box. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it's it's a link to the strategic kitten picture reserve. <laughs> Well, is it strategic kitten picture or is it kitten in a cookie monster onesie eating a plate of cookies? Because that was that's a, a very strategic kitten picture in the right. Is. Yeah, we're, we're talking about when you're talking about well politic, uh, you have to be very careful in how you manage your stockpile of kitten pictures and how mm-hmm. they are used because there's there's soft power, which is. I have this kitten picture I'd like to show you. Please come to my house and discuss, I don't know, Brexit with me, and I will show them to you. And then there's, oh, the president said something ridiculous. Spam Twitter with kitten pictures. That's hard power. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I for one, have been uh, very thoughtfully but slowly following um, uh, Warren Buffett's lead in slowly increasing my my investment in frozen kitten concentrate futures. Right. uh, In specific uh, anticipation of this event. So I made a killing. Um, Yeah, uh, that's a shame uh, because he told me to waste it away in Margaritaville. So I I lost my shirt. Yeah. And got but, a, I mean, and got a really on stupid the, one in return. Right. The problem is the the futures weren't that expensive, so I only made one dollar. <laughs> but that's still capital. Reve- you know that I think that right. uh, I think you can now go on Fox finan- Finance and and that's true. Yeah, like you can totally go on there and say things mm-hmm. again. Um, worst apocalypsis ever. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, there was a West Wing thing recently, wasn't there? <laughs> there was, yes. And that, uh, that's there was a, a there was, was a, one of your favorite a, things. A, once a, upon a time, yeah, there was a West Wing cast uh, fundraiser uh, where they actually broadcasted a, uh, a, a, a like a basically a, a modern series or, or a modern uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
and they also did that and, and there was before that there was also a star trek one uh which uh i got which i actually attended um it was it was pretty impressive uh pete Buttigieg and stacy abrams have extraordinarily strong star trek nerd game it is they are not kidding around that, that surprises me not at yeah, all yeah that is the least yeah. surprising thing i have heard this election <laughs> season full stop yeah yeah like members of the cast were just like you remember that (laughs) like will wheaton was like you remember i had to look that up and it was my scene (laughs) (laughs) i'm certainly not will wheaton but i've been in that position hey remember when you said that on the air (laughs) no No. (laughs) yeah you said it in season eight season eight was 2012 uh Sorry, I, think I was I was minus two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have everything I've ever said on the air remembered. I'm I'm I suck. I guess. Uh, no, I think it, it, memory fades for a reason, man. Yeah, fair, fair. If we remembered everything. <sighs> That's a super good point. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me while my brain reboots. It's okay, we'll just fill it with kitten pictures in the meantime. <laughs> There you go. No, we must maintain our strategic reserve. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, okay, this is probably the last thing we're going to publish before the election, I presume. Need we say anything? I, I, I think two people are running. Yeah. Well, and if you're undecided, I don't know what you are waiting for. If you're undecided and you haven't and you're listening to my show, I'll just let you know, we've been doing a segment called The Best Words for four years now. I hate that segment, and I want it to die in a dumpster fire well away from a forest, because fires are now an environmental problem wherever they occur. Um, Oh, fires are bad now. Yeah, I know. Um, I just, I'm sick of talking about this guy. I I did this because, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because we had to. Um, well, also because it is the Babylon B. I like it when and the Babylon B scores a solid. It's always worth noting. But oh, yeah, jeez. Uh, yeah. Okay, moving on. There's another story. Shall we do the other story? Let's hear it, Sam. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the police department of the suburban Bay Village, Ohio, received a call about a homeless man sleeping on a park bench. <laughs> Only to find that the person in question was actually a sculpture called Homeless Jesus, which was meant to draw attention to the plight of unhoused individuals. The sculpture, created by Canadian artist Timothy Schmaltz, was purchased by an organization that lends it to churches for set periods of time. Homeless Jesus had been installed on the grounds of St. Barnabas Episcopal Church for 20... for 20 minutes when the cops got the call. The police department stated that the, the statue had been an actual person. The officer would have helped facilitate getting him to one of the hotels in nearby cities that offer a free night stay to homeless people. And if the person did not did not want or need anything, the person would have been permitted to stay where they were. So Bay Village, Ohio is pretty close to Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland's median household income is somewhere south of the national uh, median income uh, uh, household income, around like twenty six thousand mm-hmm. dollars for an entire household. Right. Um, any guesses as to what the median household income of Bay Village, sixteen miles away, is? Uh, two to the thirty second minus one. Uh, it's around eighty eight thousand. <laughs> okay. For household income, so more than three times what Cleveland, nearby Cleveland, is, and so, oh. We we would just put you up in a hotel, but not in our town, in someone else's town, if, right. if it had been an actual person. 
and not a statue designed to get us to rethink maybe this awful way that we treat unhoused individuals. If it had been an actual person. <sighs> Sleeping yes. on a park bench! Okay, can I... Sorry, I Okay, can I... That's okay. So can I can I just say that it has been generally my habit, having been on this show many times, that when we are reading a story, in order to make sure that the story gets out before we talk about it, I will usually go on mute and I will sip something. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I happen not to have anything to sip, and it is probably the only reason I still am sitting in front of a working computer. <laughs> Because I, I was, I, I spit taked without anything to spit. I just basically like was just like <laughs> when that happened. So it's a good thing I was on mute. Uh, but because you, you would have had to read the whole thing over again. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. That's that. That's that. When, whenever we hear these these little phrases, we just get that's a trigger. It's it. It kind of it. It. it we're optimized for that kind of recognition. Yeah. There, there is a. There is a, there is an angle on this that I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, which is that um, the, the the Trump administration is currently um, in court arguing that the census can be ended because the we because he does not feel that we need to or the uh, Trump and the Trump administration the position they're taking is that they would not like to have to count. Uh, undocumented americans or undocumented people right. as people and undocumented people include a number of of uh, 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 unhoused people it includes a number of it also generally the census tends to not to count a number of unhoused people um and uh so it's interesting that the entire discussion around this uh kind of tends to or the even the story or even the response from uh local law enforcement um seems to be around whether or not it was a person and we're actually literally in the midst of a discussion about whether or not people are people yeah and this is one of those situations where, uh, no, there's a prevailing definition of people, and you're going to have to go a lot further than the Supreme Court in order to change our minds about whether or not people are people. Yeah. I mean, that's a, the fact that we're talking about, uh, you know, when we say undocumented people in the United States, everybody assumes. And when we usually talk about it, we talk about it in terms of immigration, which is people coming from other countries for a number of good reasons to, to mm-hmm. be in this country. Um, Mm -hmm. but when you start talking about the census, the document by which we determine how Americans are, are treated in this country, you know, as far as legislative Mm -hmm. districts, in terms of federal funding, in terms of tax collection, in terms of school, uh, school resources, uh, uh, devoted and all that stuff. Um, undocumented means a fair number of people who were born in this country who just don't have any documentation. A lot mm-hmm. of them are homeless. Some of them are not. Uh, but, and in most years, they go out of their way. Uh, a lot of, well, some people go out of their way to try and count those those folks, mm-hmm. make sure they get involved. Yeah. And Trump specifically wants to put the kibosh on that this year for some reason. Um, yeah. And that's that's a fairly good point. Yeah, I, I hadn't really put those two together, but that's sorry. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the absolute idiocy of this story by by putting a serious spin on it. But I, I think that's this 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 angle on it popped in my mind as I was hearing the story talk about. I was hearing as I was hearing the public officials talk about 
you know, if it was a person who needed assistance. And like, if it was a person is literally in and of itself, the policy. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind at all that you went there because that's exactly where my mind was as well. And from the several sources that I was reading um, in order to uh, bring attention to this story, it really absolutely stuck out to me in the police department's statements to the media and what they tweeted out and what the pastor of the church tweeted out as well and what they emailed out of saying like, well, if it was a person, we would have done this or this or this. And isn't, and what, what, isn't that always the question? What what they would have done is ship the person off so the great and the good who created this situation in the first place don't have to experience the results of their efforts. Exactly. Right. And that was so striking in this in this circumstance that mm-hmm. if the person wouldn't wanted it wouldn't have wanted to move anywhere, they they would have been permitted to stay exactly where they were. Now, they were on if they had been a person and not a sculpture, they would have been on private property of the church property because some concerned citizen says, oh, there's somebody sleeping in a park. No, it's actually the grounds of the Episcopal Church that has a nice park-ish area with a bench right. where the sculpture was installed. And perhaps if that Episcopal Church had not been so magnanimous, they may have called and said, we want this person off because they're trespassing. And what becomes of someone then? Um, we all know of... of you know, places where say, well, I, I don't want this person camping here. Uh, well, what's the recourse? At this point, our system says call the police. Some cities have uh, response teams that are funneled through the police departments to other kinds of response teams. But what what is the response? Again, shipping people somewhere else. And it's moving and busing and congregating at a time when we shouldn't at all be congregating in in. There's a reason indoors. it's called the bum rush. That phrase comes from somewhere for a reason. Maybe, <laughs> right. Maybe look into it. Also, this is another piece. It's a town of 15,000 people. Yeah. This is in their park. Mm-hmm. If you, if there's such a tight-knit community that, like, you know, care for everybody so much, how come they don't know this damn bench was in their park? <laughs> it's not like somebody snuck it in like nobody yeah. like they, you know it's the, the like community west foundation which is the nonprofit that cares for homeless uh, men women and families who need things and had who need shelter and other resources in the greater cleveland area uh, had to actually apply to put this thing into the park i'm pretty certain they put it in there a couple of years back it's been there the whole darn time right well this so, one this they they buy the sculpture and then they move it around to different churches and organizations as an art installation so they've they've been in, get a permit for it. Yeah, the, the the organization's been in possession of the sculpture since 2018, and Saint Barnabas just was named, you know, the next recipient of the sculpture as it's on its like traveling tour to raise awareness. Mm-hmm. The other thing that this brings to mind for me is this connection between uh, secular humanism, where you say let's look at you know considering a person a person, and the links that we have with some religious individuals. Now, Saint Barnabas Episcopal Church, they are probably motivated to care for unhoused individuals out of their religious, uh, uh, I guess, dogma or doctrine or dictates. Um, but though that's one of the places where humanists and religious individuals can come together on the humanism part of it. Uh, even though theirs is not secular humanism and ours is. Mm-hmm. I think it shows you the state of where the cast and crew of Ask an Atheist is right now, in that we're doing a story about a statue of Jesus 
And the fact that it's a statue of Jesus is literally the least interesting thing about this story. It's a statue mm-hmm. of Jesus on religious grounds. There's nothing for me to complain about here on that score. And at, at this point in my life, it's not a thing I would necessarily complain about. My 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 aims are a little bit higher than statues right now. Not not to not to get on anybody who who's still fighting the statue fight. You do you. I and 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 please continue. Um, but uh, for me, it, it's been difficult talking about atheism and atheism related stuff in the last couple of years just because of how weird the world is getting and um i am not someone who is super comfortable although apparently i have some level of comfort with it because i'm essentially doing it of of turning the show you know turning the corner on a show and make it about something that it's not necessarily about i always wanted ask an atheist to be about atheism and not specifically a certain population of atheists that believe a specific way but we're still going to reflect the people who make the show and there's very little i can do about that other than to suddenly become somebody else which uh isn't going to happen or at least isn't going to happen in a day more about that later mm-hmm. um <laughs> but uh yeah so it, it that's kind of what i meant in the beginning of the year which feels like two weeks ago and also 50 years ago when i said i was thinking about wrapping up the show it's just that my interests in the last year the things that i have been most motivated by haven't been in the atheism uh haven't been in the atheism sphere but that's not always going to be true i still like i can talk about politics all day i can talk about donald trump all day what is donald trump's basis of power where does he get most of his voter base how did they become his voter base who do they listen to to vote for this guy what do they like about him uh this homeless you know this homeless jesus guy what is the message being said here how is it being received by the people who are fighting for 10 commandment statues uh, on on public grounds when they're calling the police on religious statues on religious grounds. These are all still here. These are all still... They're all still foundational to a lot of the problems that we're facing in post-America, but uh, it's... it's you know, it right now, there's a crisis that needs to be addressed with. I'll be happy to deal with the foundational things once things stop being literally on fire. How was that? <laughs> Excellent. Nope. Yeah, no no arguments here. I personally thought you were ending the show because you were tired of all the questions people kept asking you and I was just like, well you shouldn't have named the show that. I didn't name the show that. Somebody else said. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, you know, anyway, this is yell at an atheist spice yeah. with Sam Mulvey. <laughs> Please scream at me with Sam Mulvey. Um <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, in the, in some divergent quantum reality right now, we'd be basking in the end of a successful year of camp. Uh, we would have just had our 10th year anniversary show at at uh, the Swiss and, uh, you know, you know uh, Shelley would have been here to perform as well as some other people Uh and and we'd be looking at at a really positive year. My goal was to make 2020 like a like a, a really a good year for Ask an Atheist in case I decided to wrap the show at the end of the year. I wanted to go out on a high point. Uh, but in in this apocalypsis, um, you know, all of that got put on hold. Uh, nobody can travel anywhere. Camp was canceled. The Swiss is permanently closed. Um, like. I don't know 
I didn't know what to do about any of that stuff other than other than to share it with you guys and say, so this is what this was my brain state. And I just wanted to let you know that this brain state is is about as fresh as news about the president from 20 minutes ago. So uh, don't believe it. Um, you know, I uh, 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 Josh has some really good ideas about the show. Um, and so I've, I've been talking to him a lot um, about, you know, what to do with the show in the future. Um yeah, I don't no, know. It's 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 a challenge, and I think um, uh, a big part of a big part of this year has been trying to find the year. Yeah. Like, which part of this year is the year, and which part of this year is just like stuff, right? It's nothing. Got nothing to do with the year. It's got nothing to do with what's going on right now. It's just sort of like generalized crap, right? So, like, um, or generalized good stuff. Like, you know, both of those things are there, and and there is good stuff. There honestly is good stuff out there. Um, uh, I think uh, exhaustion uh, plays a heavy role. <laughs> I think yeah. in uh, in how we process uh, the current day and the current and and the current world. Um, I remember at the beginning of quarantine and the beginning of all the shutdowns, there were lots of efforts to try and find good news. Like John Krasinski had his whole thing about about uh, SGN, which was basically like a good news podcast for a while. Um, and you know, and it was kind of you know, it was it was fluffy and star powered, and that's good. I think it was fine. I, I didn't. I don't have an objection to it. I think it was a good idea. I think it's. Uh, I think it's difficult to sustain, and I think that's that's. I think that's part of the challenge is that everyday mortals who have to live in this space, in, like uh, all of us, we're just like, well, it's just really hard to go from day to day, week to week, month to month, where we're basically waking up and realizing we have no idea what is happening this morning. We have no idea what's happening uh, yesterday or today. Um, I can't. Uh, one of the things. I think that's been really hard on the show has been writing show notes and writing stories over the course of the week and knowing that on Saturday you might have a good plan for what the show is going to be and then someone will say something and that's what the show's got to be on about on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, right. And you can't just you can't just write a time warp show where it's just like, yeah, we're just going to assume that everything that happened in the last 24 hours doesn't matter. But in the meantime, there's been like, uh, you know, there's massive protests because of an yet another African-American man murdered by police. Right. And the president saying that's cool. Yeah, that's exact. That's precisely it. <clears throat> you know, Becky has been doing the writing. But then when I'm hosting, I tend to take the editorial tone and, and do show flow. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, it, this has been a hard, I don't, here, I don't know what, what flow to take, and I don't know what flow, flow to take and to remain honest to the premise of the show when I'm not feeling myself honest to the premise of the show. For daily briefing, where we're just trying to keep the people of Tacoma informed about what's going on, um, you know, we don't run in, we don't, Becky and I don't butt heads the same way. We don't, uh, we know what to do with the show because it's about either stuff that we learned that day because it was a daily show or it was stuff that happened at most in the last four days. But it was mostly just like bulletins. Like this is what the, this is where the governor says you can go this week. This is, you mm-hmm. know, th- th- this is, these are the hot spots for COVID-19. Uh, here's where you can go get tested this week. Just basic, you know, getting by the, getting by stuff but Mm -hmm. you know i i I feel it and then on top of all of that i have not been this disinterested in being on the air in my entire life like right now i just don't really care to hear my voice on the air right now um i could say right now right now if you like right now um but that would be what you said then yeah that would be then 
Uh, <laughs> got there before I did. Um, <laughs> I, I am familiar with all internet canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, right uh, at the moment, I'll just say a different word. Um, it's about putting other people on the air. I like hearing Becky's <laughs> voice on the air. I like hearing you on the air. I like hearing Louisa on the air. I, you know, um, that that's and so that's why I've been really focused on that on the community radio station for the last little bit. Um, mm-hmm. ugh, uh, I, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd, we'd go in on a high point because, <laughs> like. But that's just how this year is, because I have this... Okay, it's a story about a, a, a religious statue. That's like hack for this show. We can right. do that. And it's got a built-in musical joke. Also something that this joke is, because it's about a statue sleeping on a park bench. Never not funny. Um, and... I think in that whole rant, you managed to replace the word show with joke saying that this is what this joke is about, referring to the show, and I'm not certain whether that was a misspeak or not. <laughs> I, To me, a good show is, is like a well-crafted joke. Because jokes get under your skin. Jokes move past your defenses. Jokes, uh, um, uh, jokes hit you unexpectedly, and I'm very bad at them. So... It, a, a well-crafted joke is much like a well-crafted show. There's a lot of similarities there. Uh, I think there's a, yeah there's a, there's a there, there's a there, there's a setup there's a pre- there's a premise there's a setup there's a punchline and then there's a and another thing like jokes like a, like I think the difference between uh, people who tell jokes and comedians are uh, is comedians can 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 build can set up jokes so that they come one after another yeah. like uh in in uh, in billiards there's the concept of the follow which is making sure that your ball is set up not only for the shot you need to take but the shot you need to take next right and so that follow is there um and i, I think a, a show is a series of well-crafted setups takedowns setups punchline setups premises and punchlines and follows and yeah. so there's a series and a sequence that makes sense like if you were to like re-swizzle the show and say like I'm going to take this segment and put it up front, we've actually tried to do that before and it's always felt weird because yeah. there's a bunch of call there's a but there's a bunch of callbacks that now don't work. Um, I think we very naturally have always had a comedic structure to the show, um, even even though we're covering at times some fairly weighty material, right? Because I, 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 part of it is is a pal it, is it it makes it good to have a palate cleanser at the end where mm-hmm. you're still informed you know we're still saying the things that we need to say uh, and making the points that we need to make but I don't I you know so much of modern talk radio is just illiterate screaming these days uh, looking at you Hannity um, but uh, you know I, that's not what I want to do it, it it's I want to make people think a little bit and then I want to you know make them feel good about going and doing whatever it is they're going to do because chances are if you're listening to this it's not going to be something weird and creepy you're probably just going to work yeah you got it. i mean you know you're listening to this on your way to work you're listening to this on your way to you know run errands uh or you're just sitting at home but like you know at the end of this show uh i don't think we want people to feel bad right um I think we want people to feel empowered we want people to feel a little bit stronger um i think we kind of also want people to feel a little I don't know what the I don't know, the word I'm looking for I think is lightened. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
So not the, enlightened. That's a different show. Yeah, but we want them to be. That's a. That's a. That's yeah. That's that's like a. That's like one of those calm pod. Uh, those calm things where like you know Matthew McConaughey is reading you a story. Um. Uh. But. Uh, but yeah, I think we just want people to feel lightened after the show, and that's why, like, you know, even when we touch on heavy stuff, it's like, you know, we're still we're still aligning ourselves to the 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 the, the John Stewart rule of make them laugh every eight minutes, even if you're talking about like horrible things, right? And it it's so much, and I, I just it seemed like the right thing to do because of my background and because the people who who taught me how to do this and taught me how to pay attention to politics. And I don't know, does that seem, Becky, you've been kind of quiet during this part. Does that hit your, your, does that seem right to you? Yes. The word that I was thinking of with lightened was buoyed, but uh, that mm-hmm. always sounds funny because I'm saying <laughs> buoyed. Bo- <laughs> boy or buoyed. Buoyed. But it's in that like Becky, are you on buoy duty? Yeah, I'm buoy on, duty, yeah. buoy duty, buoy duty, buoy <laughs> duty. See what I mean? <laughs> but it's not quite uplifted because uplifted has has connotations from the exactly. religious realm, right? And mm-hmm. lightened sounds too much like enlightened, which is also of a certain flavor of religious realm. So mm-hmm. buoyed because we live on the coast and we're right. near oceans. So the punchline mm-hmm. here is that I'm going to take a sledgehammer to all of this, our usual stuff, because I'm talking about me for the next 10 minutes. <sighs> you know how much I love doing this, but it would feel weird after 10 years of this show about listening to my trials, my travails, my voice finally breaking, getting married to Becky. Uh, I love how you include that in the trials and travails. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not wrong, but... <laughs> but, you know, the good times and the bad and all that stuff. Um, it would feel weird to not talk about why I haven't been on the air. Uh, in a while, um, the usual the usual excuse has been Sam's up on the mountain. Um, that option is mostly closed to me at this point, but that's not the reason I haven't been on the air. Um, well, first and foremost, I should get this out of the way. Um, one of the things that COVID nineteen took out was literally all of my front teeth. Um, I, I mentioned that I, I mentioned that briefly, but I had a a. a some sort of orthodontia in my mouth fail immediately in March. And like two days later, uh, the stay at home order came down. And so I, so the dentist was just unavailable to me until, uh, until, uh, unless, an, unless and until an emergency happened, which is what happened when the orthodontia fell out of my face while I was brushing my teeth. Um, and as a result of the damage it took from not being able to repair it, I lost, all of my front teeth on uh, on my upper jaw, and so that was why I sounded so weird that one time. Um, right now, I'm I'm wearing dentures, uh, at least temporarily, uh, and wearing dentures cold sucks, but is a thousand times better than not having any teeth at all. I'll just put that out there, just in case you were wondering. If you're thinking ah, I should get dentures, don't just don't. If you can avoid it, don't do it. It's just pain in the butt. Um. So, I mean, my, my pronunciation is not all the way there. there. If you go back and listen a few months ago, you might tell some differences. Uh, I have to pronounce my S's a little bit differently, but fortunately I have training and that helps. You're getting all your points of articulation down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, that's the thing. And the, internet, and, the, and the internet rumors of the implant that is in his head that's actually fee- being fed directly by, uh, by MSNBC's uh, crack team of, uh, of, of radio enthusiasts are completely false. 
totally false. Like, yeah, his 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 pronunciation issues are completely unrelated to the mental to the implant in his head. <laughs> in his, in his head. I hope I've cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not start any rumors <laughs> that, that reptoids descended from the heavens. No. Yeah. No. Let's why, not like, do why, that. Why, I mean, seriously, why would they have descended from the heavens? Yeah. I mean, like they would have just, come I mean, up that... from underground in the uh, magma layer. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Q told me not to talk about this. Um, we'll just we'll, we'll fix this in post. Yeah. Have to. Uh, you know, I'll put the tone there so that Ooh. I remember to. Okay. There. Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so the other thing is a, is a little bit more um, is a little is a little bit more less buoying is less buoying, which is why I said you know the, the punchline here is I'm taking a sledgehammer to the whole premise of the show. Um, so about a year ago, I uh, I had a, a gallbladder attack. Now I'm I am a man of gravity. Uh, I I have a I have significant volume to myself. And so, you know, gallbladder problems at, at my age uh, were expected. And so I had to go in for a CT scan, and I got a CT scan, and they found something. They said, oh, your gallbladder probably needs to be taken out, but we saw something wrong with your lymph nodes. Let's, uh, let's take a look at your lymph nodes. And I go in, and they say, well, your gallbladder's fine. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, your lymph node's a little bit big, but that's not a big deal. We found something else, like another... We want to take a look at a few more lymph nodes, and there's something else weird about your spleen or whatnot. And so we want to, like, include the chest. And so we're going to do a chest and neck scan. And I go in, okay. Well, and that was a year ago, and you, they said, well, rescan in Rescan in six months. Yeah. Then COVID happened. <laughs> well, okay. Right. And, uh, and so they do that. And, and so I go in for another scan, and they go, yeah, we want to scan more. So they do the, the neck and chest thing. And then I get a phone call from the imaging, uh, from, from the imaging scheduler. Not like a doctor. Not a, uh, not a, um, an imaging tech, not, not a doctor who looks at this stuff, not a consult. I got uh, the call from the non-medical person saying, hey, yeah, they found a mass in your brain. Uh, can you come in for an MRI and would you like fries with that? So obviously I said yes to the fries because come on, what right thinking American turns down fries? Come on. Exactly. Um, and when our, and when our for-profit medical industry offers you fries, Take the fries. Take the fries. Yeah. Um, are they going to be good? No. But it's the principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, okay. And then, the, and so my response is, I have a what in my what? And they were like, oh, they didn't tell you. Like, yeah. Can you bracket this for me? Like, what's the paper cut? What's the decapitation here? Uh, and he's like, I, I legally can't tell you. I'm not. A, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, very rarely does mass in your brain end in free tacos and beer. What's happening? And he's like, I literally cannot tell you goodbye. And I'm just like, well, that's good. <laughs> um, and, and so I sat on that for a few days. We got the MRI done. And, um, and of course, I, I, you know, I, at the end of it, they're like, uh, hey, I like, hey, could I see my brain? Cause one, I'd like to know I got one, and it's not like a hamster wheel or something. Uh, you know, and two, I want to see if I can spot if anything's wrong. And he's like, well, we can't take you back there. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. We can burn you a CD. Like, okay. And so I have to fill out some paperwork for a release of documents. They give hand me the CD. I go home, and after about 45 minutes of, of rummaging through my pile to find a, 
a CD drive, a CD or DVD player that'll work with my computer. I load, I put, drop the CD in the drive and and load it up. And please install this Windows software to look at your imaging. <laughs> well, f- chatbot. <laughs> and oh, and I look around. I'm <laughs> foiled again. Yeah. Open source software user. Jeez. What's next? <laughs> please insert carrier pigeon into USB port three. <laughs> oh jeez, and and so I look at it, and it's standard DICOM images. I'm like, oh okay. And so I look around, and I find some aged but functional imaging software for Linux. Get it installed. Take a look at at uh, the the images. They were clearly uh, uh, clearly paying attention to. And when I can spot it, it's not small. Um, I have a, it's called a pituitary adenoma. Macroadenoma. Macroadenoma. It's about... It's not round, so you can't say it's something like marble-sized or golf ball-sized or ping-pong-sized, because it's not round. It's kind of like a messy-ish, small Brussels sprout. Yeah. So, long story short, I have a brain tumor, and I have been spending most of my time over the last few weeks doing two things. Getting more blood than I have removed from my person. Uh, being shot up with weird chemicals that give me interesting fl- f- fight-or-flight reactions. Um, and trying to get the studio operational before I have to go in for brain surgery, because holy crap. Um, so that, that's what I've been doing, uh, cause I am going to have to convalesce for a long time, both before and after the surgery. And, uh, uh, I want to make sure that I'm handing off a functional project off to whoever takes it over in my stead. And if it ends up going sideways, there's still a functional radio station and my lifelong dream remains. Um, so that's what, so- yeah. Yeah, so so it's I want to I I, I want to point something out at this at at, the, at this particular juncture in the show that the 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 the, uh, the the lengthy ordeal of finding out what is happening with your own body um, is always in and of itself even when nothing is wrong it carries a certain amount of trauma because it's other people telling you about something you should presumably know more about than anyone else right so all medical activities start out with tell me things about things i should already know while i desperately attempt to pretend to be the expert about this meat bag i carry around with me right that's mine uh, and so, right off the bat, there's a there's this constant effort. Even if everything is okay, there's this constant effort that you have to go through in order to maintain some ownership and autonomy in the experience. Right. I find it fascinating that you've gone through that entire experience, and one of your biggest concerns, and not just in the show, not just right now when you're talking about it, but when you've been talking about it with me in the past, I think one of the things you've, you've, it's always been like, this is what's happening, this is how it happened, this is what's going on, and this is what's going to be happening in the future. So I really got to make sure that my big nerd projects are done. Right. And, and I think it, it's a testament to how service-minded you are um, <laughs> that you're like, I have other people that I'm doing things for and I want to make sure that they're not hosed by my choice to pay attention to myself. And it's something that we don't always get to hear about on the show. 
And I appreciate that everyone else is finally getting a chance to hear what I've always known about you, which is that you are there for people, even when you've never met them and they've never met you, that you are always thinking about what other, what you can be doing for other people. And you're always, to a certain extent, thinking about how what you need what you might need to do for yourself might inconvenience other people and so trying to make sure that the stuff you need to do for yourself is seamless for others um it's one of the reasons why we're still friends it's one of the reasons it's one of the reasons why i think you've been very understanding of when i've had to struggle to pay attention to myself that you're like oh yeah i know that game yeah um (laughs) and so so I, i i i think it's there's a lot of things that are happening for the first time on this show right now. <laughs> but um, I think one of the things that maybe hasn't happened for the first time, it hasn't ha- it doesn't happen that often on this show is we get to hear you talk about stuff that's really hard for you, which is others might be inconvenienced by your choices. Um, and I would like to say, uh, you know, speaking on behalf of all listeners <laughs> um, that, the decisions that you make and the choices that you have to make in order to take care of yourself are absolutely in service to others, just as the things you do for KTQAR, just as the things that you've done for the atheist and free thinking community in Puget Sound have been. Um, this is those things. There is no difference between paying attention to other people in order to make sure they're okay and paying attention to yourself to make sure that you're okay. And the reason why that's true is because you've always been service-minded to begin with. So taking care of the mechanism is taking care of your people. I promise you I did not tell him to say that. One, because I couldn't have told him to say it because I wouldn't have gotten there. And I think you really meld those two ideas together, Ranjan, in a way that is sometimes hard to see and hard to acknowledge when there's so much uh talk of self-care being thrown around during the pandemic mm-hmm. everyone needs to practice self-care it's really hard to think of well how do you balance self-care while also caring for others because sometimes caring for oneself means blowing off others and what you've just explained is it is not it is not blowing off others it's not a one or the other it it's not it, it's all in service to the same kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Sam now a little bit shell-shocked. If you 500 will. internal server error, please try again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, there, are, there are lots and lots of people behind you right now. And, uh, and, 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 we're, and we, we, we know, I know how hard it is uh, to focus on yourself. Um, I know how hard it is, even particularly in the, in the pandemic, uh, particularly uh, not even in the pandemic. We were talking earlier about how like so many streams are being crossed and it's hard to tell the difference between like the, 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 uh, the, the, the stuff that's situational and the stuff that's actually just always been terrible. Um, but, um, this is, this is one of those things that it, I'm glad you're taking. I'm glad you're able to focus on this. I'm glad um, uh, that you have the resources and the support to be able to take care, to be able to pay attention to this and to focus on this and to take care of this. Um, but I'm also glad that, again, that that you continue to think about like, well, what does it mean for other people? What does it mean uh, that you're going to take this? That, that you're that you're going to have to focus on this? Um, 
KTQA is, uh, I know, an extraordinary commitment to you. Uh, Ask an Atheist is an extraordinary commitment to you. I know that there are other shows that you support and uh, and that help produce uh, that are also an enormous commitment that you make. And um, I think... I'm not going to say we're all going to be fine because we're because it's not because it, that in, this is that, not a, all we're all going to be fine year. No, <laughs> yeah. it's exactly exactly. I was actually I was uh, I was talking to my son the other day and uh, we met we asked him we asked him a question and I was like, hang on a second. Maybe that's inappropriate. And, and literally, he didn't even let us finish. He was just like, this whole year has been inappropriate. It's fine. Yeah. And um, and, and it's it's kind of like that, that there's there's there's. Taking care of yourself, I think Becky, you were you were right there. Um, that self care isn't always going to be transparent. Um, self care isn't necessarily something you can hide. Uh, we've been telling people to take care of themselves and to to, to 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 do what's needed in order to make sure that you're healthy and safe and capable. Um, but it isn't easy to do that without it being noticed particularly when you really need help and um i appreciate when people ask for help i because i recognize the challenge that it represents um and the challenge that's been surmounted just when they speak up and it's challenging to um to accept that you're going to have to do this and then make the decision that yep i'm gonna do it um so i appreciate that um and uh, on behalf of you know however million listeners there are hint hint <laughs> patreon patreon um uh, uh, I, 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 uh, I hope that you're well. I hope that you continue to be well, and I hope that you travel through this uh, particular evolution um, uh, healthier, abler, and safer. Well, there are good things I can say. Um, it, it appears now that I've had much blood taken from me, and we've done a whole bunch of fun tests, uh, it seems very unlikely that the... Uh, well, it was very unlikely from the beginning that there, were, that there was going to be any cancer involved, so that's not it. Uh, that's that's not really on the table right now, although that's going to have to wait until after they analyze the thing, after they pry it out of my head. Um, it doesn't appear to be secreting anything. Um, in fact, all of my hormone tests are either very low but normal, or just I'm not making any at all. Um, so it's, it's kind of like the tumor is just a big bully you know, elbowing your pituitary yeah. out of the picture. Right. And it's causing the pituitary stalk to deviate, which means one of the things that I am producing, which I shouldn't be, is prolactin. So any minute I could start lactating, and I promise you, the listeners of Ask an Atheist, I will attempt to make cheese out of the product. <laughs> I can't promise that, unlike other stunts that we've pulled, where we have <laughs> sampled weird gourmet things that I will participate in the sampling of that particular gourmet so, item. So there's that. And then, so of, all, of the problems to have with one's brain, this is a pretty good one. Um, it's a shame for material scientists who would have to attempt to crack into my skull. But for me, it's good. I don't. They don't actually have to go into my skull. They don't have to open my skull in order to get the tumor. They go through your nose or sometimes your upper lip. Uh, that means I don't have to get my head shaved, which Becky was very happy about, so I can continue to have a hairstyle I dislike. Um, <laughs> I uh, and I don't have to, you know, I I don't have to have a whole, you know, like don't have to wait for my skull to heal up or anything like that. Um, She's gonna have a really stuffy nose. I'm gonna have a really stuffy months. nose for a very right. long time, uh, which is gonna make it difficult to talk. Um, and then I also because once and, and and you'll be and for a while you'll be able to do COVID nasal swabs without slowing down, right? Like you can just do like literally run by COVID <laughs> testing. Oh, those walk through clinics you can just. Oh um, yeah, Wait, well right. There was the walk through and the drive through, and then there's the no stop. Like you'll have like the 
you'll have the U pass. Yeah, of, I pass uh, COVID. Yeah. You'll have the I pass of COVID testing. But uh, it's not growing towards my eyes, which is usually how they discover uh, problems with the pituitaries. What it's actually doing is wrapping itself around my carotids, which means uh, the first time, if we hadn't spotted it on a scan, the first time we might have noticed it is when it started reducing blood flow to my brain. So that's good. Uh, it's good that we found it, but it also means that not the the uh, entire tumor doesn't come out because you kind of don't want to mess with the plumbing if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, neurosurgeon was pretty good in comparing it to like a scab on your skin. Sometimes yeah. you can pick a scab off and it's fine. Sometimes you pick a scab off and there's a lot of bleeding that comes through. And they don't want to touch that scab and have the the latter. That and so be the case. And so for the last few weeks, uh, I've been slowly breaking it to friends and family. And if you're friends and family and this is a surprise to you, my apologies. I just couldn't figure out how to get in touch with you in a private and secure manner before I decided to tell the whole world. Um, but uh, one of my favorite ways of doing it, of telling people, is I go, okay, I have some bad news. It's not social drama. Would you like it straight up? Or would you like or would you like it straight up? Or would you like a narrative to help you out? More, mo- most often, they, they, pick, uh, uh, they pick straight up. So one time it was in person, and I said, I have a brain tumor! And my friend literally spat pizza six feet out. Like, it was <laughs> pizza geyser! Because it was like, that is not what I was expecting! And, uh, <laughs> What's really weird is they weren't actually eating a pizza. So, yeah. like, that was like... <laughs> that was like yesterday's pizza. Yeah, somebody else's pizza. Strange. There's a guy two blocks away yeah. going, what the hell? I just ate this. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, the other time was today with a friend of the show, uh, uh, Roz, uh, somebody who's been on the show a couple times, where I go, would you like it straight up or would you like the narrative? Um, and she said straight up and then we can use a narrative to get through the details. And so I did one of my favorite things to do in the world, which is I li- I used uh, uh, inverted exclamation point and then brain tumor in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> brain tumor! And, uh, uh, and she said, wow, we joke about that a lot don't we? And I said, yeah, you and I joke about that, about each other, a lot. Not a joke. Just real. Well, possibly still a joke. No, definitely a joke. Yes. But but real. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm going to be. Um, uh, we're looking at the first of the year for the surgery, but I've got a lot of stuff I gotta do between now and then, so my uh, my, air, uh, my time on the show will uh, necessarily be limited. But one of those things that I'm doing is building out KTQA. And part as a, an attempt to do something new, but also document how KTQA is built so that other people can see what I did. I started a YouTube channel, believe it or not. Nothing to do with atheism. You've been resisting it for 10 years. Yeah. People keep telling you. <laughs> Get uh, into YouTube. I, uh, it's called Waveform Orchard. You can find it oddly enough on youtube if you're a patron you've been seeing the episodes for a few weeks now there's two posted right now i'm editing the third as we speak well not right now but uh you know what i mean um and it, it's literally just me building out uh building out the studio and uh talking about how it's built uh in this most recent episode becky actually makes an appearance uh, in this one so uh as well as somebody else who i don't th- i i've referred to on the show but i don't think has actually been on the show so, um, again, that's called Waveform Orchard. Just search it up on YouTube. It has no views at all. 
um, which is cool, but doesn't, that doesn't bother me because of why I'm putting it together. But I know views. You're in the like I don't know double digits. Right? Yeah, that's true. So far, yeah, that's uh, views. That's a decent number of views. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like you're shouting into the. It's not like you're shouting into the forest. Like, I mean, you know, it's yeah. There's there's a there's. I mean, yeah. Don't let's not let's let, let's let's not go diving under the covers about this. <laughs> I sorry, did I sound like I was concerned about this at all? <laughs> it, it, no, it's I, I don't mean it that way. I was just like I I I just think like there's there are things that you work on that I think people don't really know. Like uh like in order to put on this show, there's been this elaborate infrastructure that you had to put together, and I mean occasionally I think we've shared some of it because we've done like video screencasts and things like that in the in the studio but like i don't think everybody knows like the i mean i for one am really paying attention i'm 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 thinking about it a lot more now because so much of that investment doesn't always get used anymore because the studio itself is like a dangerous thing because like it's not like we can all we can all just jump into the studio now because we'd be sitting less than three feet apart from less than six feet apart from each other and we'd all be like you know looking at these using these microphones that are just basically right in front of each other and so we're all like (laughs) breathing on each other it's not great no so like so it's it is it is uh it is it is both it is ill-advised from a from an epidemiological perspective um to uh to for all of us to use the studio but the studio itself represents a pretty massive engineering investment of time and troubleshooting and problem solving and it's iterated iteratively been improved over however many years god how long has it been uh the f- um, first version of the studio was 2014 so okay so you know we're coming up on six six years yeah. of uh of 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 this this tool this resource uh that's been that's been obviously available for ask an atheist uh it's been available for other shows as well um uh and uh i mean like my daughter wanted to know what the hell i do when i go on the show and so she was in the studio we interviewed her and she didn't know what was going on like she'd never seen how radio happens <laughs> and uh and 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 so i think uh that that visual like being able to connect it together um i think is really important i'm actually really excited about seeing uh and you being able to share with as many people as possible how radio happens um in a way that isn't usually how people find out about radio which is by hearing about it which means you don't get to see like you know here's 80 miles of cable yeah uh, or here's <laughs> or here's you know or here's just the one cable but it's got 38 leads in it or whatever um uh so like all of the all that infrastructure all that complexity and all of the problem solving to say nothing of all the nerve-wracking <gasps> is it gonna work because we're going on um like I think that's important for people to see and not just like know about, but really see, not see in a metaphorical way, but just like see in the YouTube sets. So I'm actually really excited that you're sharing this information and sharing the journey of KTQA studio. Um, I, I think it's cool. I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, part of the reason I like radio and, and like podcasting is I can completely not pay attention to statistics. It's all about what I'm saying. Um, but YouTube really wants you to pay attention to what your numbers are. <laughs> so right. I can't do that. Um, and, and so that it, it has been like sticking in my brain. It's like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta get those numbers up. How do I do that? Wait, what am I saying? I don't, this is not why I'm doing this, but, um, so it, it, it is a weird little dichotomy that's playing out in my, in my head right now. Um, but that's, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's waveform orchards and then, 
Uh, that's probably going to be 10 or, you know, eight or 10 episodes in, maybe 15 episodes in. And then I have to put a stop on that and then do brain surgery things for a few weeks. And then I get to go through old person puberty too, or puberty too. This time it's personal. Normally I would say electric boogaloo, but I can't anymore. Um, cause they done took it away. Cause they done took it away. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And, uh. Well, hopefully the pituitary wakes up and starts, uh, you know, unfurling and saying, oh, oh, that's what I'm supposed to well, at, uh, spit out? Okay, all right. That's the other side of this, is that you've been following the show. I have been tepidly public about my issues with mental health and, and stuff like that, and how in recent years they have taken a turn for the worst, and part of... Uh, the visual, you know, part of the visuals of that is the fact that I had been uh, in 2017 and 2019. I took significant periods of time off to to just sort of be alone and whatever because I couldn't really hand hack what was happening in the world. Um, yeah, turns out hormones can fool with them. yeah, yeah, the- and and some of that and and so, some and genuinely, I think some of some of the issues that you've been struggling with may be. Uh, May, may have been either caused or exacerbated by the fact that you've got a lump in your brain that can't share a damn armrest. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there's an, there's an entirely... So part of the reason why it hasn't bothered me so much is is like just the thought that, wow, there's a reason. Because so much of, of, of for, for my history meant, you know, uh, why am I having this mental health problems? I don't know, firmware issues. <laughs> right it's been your general samness right like yeah. your name your name has been part of the name of whatever the problem is right like <laughs> literally that's how people describe it and so to go with with you know when they write you do all the paperwork and they go what is currently your biggest fear i wrote that this fixes nothing at all that they pry this thing out and nothing changes which is still technically a possibility but an increasingly unlikely one as labs come back and we discover, oh, just how little testosterone my system has in it at any any given time, uh, which is which 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 was a uh, a bit of an eye opener. And then other hormones, and then the doctor tells you, well, if you don't have this hormone, these are the things that happen to you. And and my answer is basically, oh, have you experienced those? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, roughly all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, you're you're basically indexing all my worst qualities. Um yes. so I am thoroughly sick of talking about myself into a microphone now. Um uh I I I I know people will want to wish me well and you are certainly welcome to do that, but please understand with everything going on right now, my not only with the stuff I just indexed, but just with the social, with the way things are, with as antisocial as this world has become, I'm I'm basically a spore. Like I I I just live in my own little world and talk to no one. And it is it, even before all of this, it was incredibly difficult for me to really meaningfully socially socially interface with people. And now I have to do all this weird stuff besides. So if you don't hear from me, whether you're a friend, whether I haven't talked to you in a while, whether you're a fan, if you end up hearing from Becky, please understand that this isn't um, this isn't me avoiding anything uh, other than it's more likely I'm in the middle of a test or something like that, or or I am literally just had it with the world and need a minute to myself and. It has nothing to do, I can say this right now in a way that I haven't been able to say for a while, it literally certainly has nothing to do with you. 
period. So I'll get that out. But if you want to send me a message at this point in my life, I'm not going to pretend I wouldn't appreciate it because I totally would. Uh, and that's what I got. And I guess this is this. This is. So what's my punchline? Brain tumor. Put him both. <laughs> the problem is you can't title this. You can't title this episode that. Like it defeats the purpose. <laughs> so I had this idea that I was going to call the episode "Brain Damage" because it is the track before. I think it's the track before Eclipse on Dark Side of the Moon. And mm. if you know me at all. <laughs> you might know that there's a movie that I uh, might be interested in, and I'll be honest with you, it was the first time in a while I saw a trailer, and an, I saw a trailer that made me want to see a film. Like, I'm actually kind of pumped for the Dune movie, because it really seems like they know what they're doing, and the pick of Eclipse for the trailer music mm-hmm. kind of inspired because of the lyrics, because of the history, because of Jodorowsky's Dune because of all that stuff. So I was going to talk about the trailer for a minute and then use that as a, as a lead-in for uh, 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 for talking about the tumor because Dark Side of the Moon, which is, you know, probably my favorite Floyd album. But I forgot to do that because something else got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That happens sometimes. So sometimes I have this great joke, and then I get in the studio and I see something, ooh, shiny! Right. Let me do Whatever. that! Yeah. And then I completely to... blow the whole rest of the show. Right. I mean, you know, it's 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 radio. We get distracted by stuff. We, yeah. you know, it's it's you, you get you get what you get what 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 falls out of our heads through our mouth holes yeah. uh, directly into your ear holes, and we call that radio. Thank you, Ron John, not only for being on the episode today, but also for uh, uh, talking me through a lot of the last couple weeks. Thank you. No problem at all. Always there for you, friend. And Becky, I, uh, I think the world's fairly clear about how, uh, you know, how I feel about you. You know, trials and travails and whatnot. Trials and travails <laughs> and everything in between. <laughs> I think that was in the vows. <laughs> it might have been. Uh-huh. <laughs> But the less we talk about the ceremony for either of us, probably the better. <laughs> this is Ask an Atheist. You can call us at 844-SKEPTIC, 844-757-753-7842. Uh, we have actually recorded material. We have other shows coming. Stay tuned. There's a lot of cool stuff coming. And I'm going to get better. See you then.